Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are not experts. Goodness, goodness no. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And if you'd like to talk to us about serums, you can leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text at 781-591-0390. Or you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash forever35podcast. And just a quick reminder that all the products we mention on this here show are always on our website, forever35podcast.com. We are also on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. And hey, if you like the show, we greatly, greatly appreciate reviews, positive reviews, dare I say, on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> uh, it, it helps people find the show and it, it also helps us, um, you know, sp- not spread the show around, but it, it, hel- it helps us to, to, to get more people excited about our show. So we really appreciate that. Thank you for taking the time to do it. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. Hmm. Hey, you know what, Kate? Yes. Congratulations are in order. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. It's so exciting. I'm talking I, about Kate's book. <laughs> I sold a book and you will get to read it someday. And uh, and it was finally announced, which is very exciting. Um, I've been vaguely referencing some writing stuff because uh, I've, I've, I've known about it for a little while, but it was just officially announced last week. So yes, I wrote a book. It's got a romantic flair. It's all about New York. I don't know how this came out of my brain, but it did. So someday, spring 2022, you can read it. You, Dory Shafrir, and hopefully somebody else. So, so, so exciting. I'm pretty pumped because it's a goal I've had for over 10 years. And I have 
left a lot of half-finished manuscripts in my wake. So it was a goal of mine to finish a manuscript and then revise it and then keep going. And then it was a goal for me to try to publish it. And so I'm really, really, I'm really excited. And I get to write a second book as well um, as part of this deal. So Look for Yay. me on your look for me on your shelves, Spencer. Yay. Very close to the Shafrir section. <laughs> this is true. We'll be near <laughs> each other in a bookstore, and I should clarify that it is fiction that I um, that you will be reading for me next because my next my first book was a memoir. How funny how we have switched books. Your first book was fiction. I know. I was thinking about that. Are we just rubbing off on each other? Look, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yes, we are. What have we done? I don't know, but I'm really excited for your book. Both books. I'm excited for book one and book two. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, just a cool, cool thing, Kate. You know, it was a very personally exciting for me. And it was, it's been kind of bittersweet and strange to get to have this exciting thing happen at a time where there's just a lot of sad you know sadness and it's yeah. ended up being weird because i don't know it's it will talk more about it when my book comes out but it 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 was a really it was it's it feels it's a great honor i'm really i'm really like psyched and thrilled and honored to get to publish a book and i will also say dory i worked really hard you did so that i feel, remember that you worked really good. really hard it was oh. inspiring to see you work on it writing is hard anyway mm. I'm grateful that this is my job. Yes. Two more questions. What is the title of the book? Currently, it's called In a New York Minute. And I read the the plot summary, but can you give our listeners the the brief (laughs) plot summary to get them excited? I mean, this is surreal because truly, I have not really talked about this at all with many people. So it feels very weird that this is a thing I can even talk about or that people will read. But it is uh, the the book kind of explores what happens when two people meet in a very viral uh, in a way that goes viral, but their their meeting is not romantic and they don't actually like each other after that meeting. But then, of course, it evolves. Enemies to lovers, a little bit of that, <laughs> and there's a lot of friendship stuff in it, and um, it really ended up being kind of for me a way for me to kind of really write all my homesickness about New York City into into Aww. a book. So I didn't know it was going to be that, but that's kind of what it became. So it's a real like uh my whole like New York City heart is in it in a lot Aww. of ways. So and when will people be able to buy this at the bookstore of their choice? Well Dory currently it is scheduled to be published sometime in spring 2022. But, you know, we are in the middle of a global pandemic, so who knows what will happen? It's so true. But uh, let's imagine a world in which we are no longer in a pandemic and we can go to bookstores and support them with our money and touch books again. And you can do a reading at a bookstore. Oh, I would love it. I will push all my social anxiety aside and do so many readings. Yes. You know, I went to people. a reading of yours. I went to a reading of yours for um the Dead Moms <laughs> Club and it was it was really great. I love per- I love talking to people. It's just the lead up I feel like I'm going to throw up forever. Oh, what sure. What if sure, what if, sure. what if nobody co- what if nobody comes? The what if okay, nobody comes you, is a big you're, one. You're you're an improv person. Did you get this way before improv? I've been this way since I walked out of my mother's womb, Dory. I trotted on out and I was an introverted extrovert with who loves performing but has a lot of anxiety. It's just who I okay. am. It's a real hey, mess. That's 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 fine. I was just wondering. Yeah, that's who I am. That's who okay. I am. But anyway, you know okay. what? Getting to chat with you just in these like brief few moments of this podcast has lifted my spirits immensely. So thank oh, you. Oh, yay. Because I've been feeling in that that real kind of like numb, dull, sad funk that I think is probably familiar to many people. Yeah. And uh, it's just such a, it's such a strange feeling. So I, I feel, um, I feel reinvigorated having getting to talk to you and and engage with a person that's that's so nice i'm so glad that i could do that for you thank you for your service making me feel so welcome (sighs) 
Ah, <sighs> well, yeah. Kate, mm. today was Yom Kippur. It was. It was. As I awkwardly noted before we started our call, I didn't know. You did. I don't know. What does one say to another person on Yom Kippur? Like, what is what is the, like, Shabbat Shalom or, like, Merry Christmas? Is there even such a thing for Yom Kippur? There is. It's, um, well, you say Gumar Hatima Tova, which is what you say between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, hmm. which means a good final sealing. S-E-A-L-I-N-G, not like... Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and then some people say, like, have an easy fast. I've heard that. Um, but full disclosure, I did not fast. Just want to get that out on the table. Okay, I see it. But I did go, go, quote unquote, to Zoom services last night and this morning. Mm. Which were really, really, really nice. But I definitely, by the end, I was like, oh, I have Zoom service fatigue. And like, I got kind of sad about not being able to be there in person. Like, it's just not the same to be like singing a prayer and you're the only one singing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do know. I like, I hadn't quite realized how weird that was going to be. And then to like hear my warbling. It's like me and the canter. I'm like, um, and not, you know, the whole congregation. So I was a little like, oh, this is a bummer. But, you know, life goes on. We Jews have certainly endured worse. So that's what I keep telling myself. We've had it worse. I mean, you ha- you've had plagues. <laughs> we've had plagues. We've had, you know, the attempted extinction of our people it's just uh you know we've been through a lot and uh we'll get through this you know i'm trying to take the long view kate you are reflecting on the resiliency yes of of humanity yes exactly exactly and i think we can i think we can get through this and i think that ultimately i hope that the forces of good will prevail Uh, and that we we can prevail so that's all that's an i appreciate that take dory thank you kate just i need to hear that some high holiday reflection here i think that's a powerful way of using the high holidays to really kind of reflect on what's going on in the world yeah and you know it just made me think about like Judaism historically has such a strong commitment to social justice, and that is also underpinning everything that's going on right now. Mm -hmm. And so I've just been kind of reflecting on that also and how, like, again, how we can continue to fight for what is right and to Mm. fight against the forces of evil. To put it in the to put it in the vocabulary of a Marvel movie, <laughs> or dare we say, the TV show Cobra Kai. Oh, great segue, Kate. <laughs> um, okay, can I just say something? <laughs> okay, now that we're done talking, now that we're done being serious, talking religion, um, I felt—I don't want to say judgment, but I felt a little <laughs> Dory skepticism no when i initially said that i was getting very into cobra kai you were sort of like okay i just made you can't see me because we're not together but i made a shocked and offended face i was not i was really i didn't feel it in my my soul okay Okay. that doesn't mean i wasn't judging i'm maybe there was some judgment (laughs) but now you're on board the cobra kai train Yes. And like, let's clarify for the listeners. This is, I think, how our relationship kind of works. I don't know if you know this or picked up on this listeners, but Dory often has an idea or says something and I'm often like skeptical or I'm like, let's do more thinking on it. And then like two weeks later, I not only come around to the idea, but I almost claim it as my own. And I'm like, I, what, why don't we do this? And Dory will always be like, that's what I said two weeks ago. And then we do it. So 
So it goes with Cobra Kai, <laughs> the TV show. The other night, we were Anthony and I were sitting to watch TV, and I was like, I can't, I cannot take anything like remotely serious. Yes, like exactly. And I guess I, I don't know if I was skeptical. I mean, the reason I watched Cobra Kai is because you had made an enticing pitch, and I'd heard other people talk about it. And let me just say this: you are a hundred percent right. It is what it is. What I need right now, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm so glad to hear that. Oh, I no. really, I truly am. It is like it's so ridiculous, but also like kind of great. I don't even totally. know. Totally. Also, like <laughs> as a middle aged woman, I'm like hot for all the old men on it now too. Yes. Also, like. I believe I said this on the show. Maybe I said it. I don't. I, I said this somewhere. Ralph Macchio is fifty-eight years old. Jesus, he looks great. He, he looks, looks great. Great. Well, listen, yeah. William Zabka looks very good. He does, and he does look his age, and yeah. he looks very good for his age. And it's 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 appealing. It is. I agree. Oh, I'm with listen. you on that. Crushes. Harmless crushes on celebrities from our childhood that are now much older. Totally self-care. Oh, I agree. How far in are you? I think we watched three or four episodes. I think I just completed the high school dance. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So there's Mm -hmm. much more to go. And I'm very excited that there's like a whole other season. Yep. 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 Oh, Thank you. Uh, to co- I mean, truly, thank God for this show. We should take a break. Let's do it. Okay. And then when we come back, we get to talk to Sophia. Mm, yes, 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 yes. All right. BRB. BB. <laughs> BRB, BB. Get it? Like, be right back, baby. I Sorry. Got it. I'll thank stop. You. I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get or, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just <laughs> going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. Once you once you start wearing honey love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. 
Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college, so this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Our guest today is Sophia Herzog. Sophia, welcome to Forever 35. Thanks for having me. We are so thrilled you're here. We can't wait to tell listeners how we connected. Um, But first, we would like to read your 
bio. Sophia Herzog was born with a form of dwarfism known as a chondroplasia, which has a 1 in 26,000 chance of occurring. She is a 2016 Paralympic silver medalist in swimming. Yeah, you're going to have to explain to us what this is. The SB6 100 millet. 100 meter breaststroke, as well as placing sixth in the 200th IM. She is a two time world champion in two seven, 2017 and five time world medalist. She's a three time national team member training in preparation for the 2020 Paralympic Games in Tokyo, Japan, which have now been postponed to 2021. And she recently graduated with a bachelor's in business communication from DeVry University. And in her free time, she enjoys painting and spending time with her rescued lab, Odie. And lastly, Sophia is a member of the Classroom Champions Mentorship Program for her fourth year and has heavy involvement with the Women's Sport Foundation. And we're so thrilled you're on our show. And as we were discussing before we started recording, you had been listening to the podcast and wrote to us with a question, and then we uh, roped you into being a guest. So thank you for doing <laughs> Thank you for saying yes. Yeah, thank you for having me. I love listening to you guys. Well, it's a thrill. And we will, we will try to answer your questions to the best of our ability as we, as we talk <laughs> or, or open it up to our listeners to answer. Um, but first, Sophia, could you tell us how initially did you get into swimming as a kid? And then when did it, or I believe as a teenager, and then when did it become clear to you that it was something you were going to pursue competitively and professionally? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Colorado um, and I grew up a competitive skier and I was having some knee issues. So I switched over to swimming. Um, I grew up in a really competitive family. My dad's a long distance runner and my mom's a mountain biker. Um, so sports was a huge thing in my family. And I sowed some potential in middle school era time. And I found a coach that got me involved in the Paralympics. And the rest is history. That's so cool. Um, what has it been like this year, like training in a pandemic and you were so geared up to be in the 2020 Olympics and those got postponed. Um, so how have you been kind of managing all of that? Yeah, I, my pool shut down, I think end of March, um, the whole city, obviously whole country really shut down. And so I, actually took two weeks off and I didn't do anything except sit on the couch. Um, and then the games were postponed and I just started riding my bike for some exercise. Um, for a while, there was no foreseeable future of when the pools would open back up. Mm. And then around June, I lived by a resort and their pool opened up. So I swam in like a hotel pool probably for a month until my pool opened back up. But between April and June, I rode a bike and I kind of just, it was my first break in over 12 years that I wasn't able to swim or I wasn't swimming at all. So it's kind of nice to do my own thing, I guess we'll call it. What is it like emotionally for you when you're not able to get that physical exertion or not able to swim? Like, is it a, is it a welcome I, I guess I've never thought about like what it is like when physical activity is also your profession. Like training is your job, right? Yes. Yes. So then when you are not able to do that thing that so many of us rely on for like our mental health and our, our general well-being, how does it, what does it feel like to you? Yeah, good question. It was, it was really weird time because um, I wasn't working out like I'm used to. Um, and with that, I kind of, I slept a lot throughout the day just because I wasn't exercising and feeling good. And, you know, when you kind of lay on the couch all day, it's really hard to get up, even though you didn't do anything. So I was kind of in that stage for a while, um, for a couple weeks. And then I kind of got out of it and took advantage of being able to do things that I'm not normally able to do. So like I started a garden um, we adopted a dog. Um, just, I was able to put my energy into some other ways, but it was, I was actually more exhausted, not working out than when I was working out really hard. Hmm. 
That's interesting. I, I'm curious about your gardening. Uh, how did you get into it? What are you gardening? How is it going? Um, the garden was kind of a fail. <laughs> oh no! But I tried. Um, I tried to grow some vegetables, and I got one carrot out of the whole season. <laughs> that's, that's one okay. carrot. It's one more than you had when you started. I know. I tried something new, and it probably won't come back next summer. But that's okay. Well, <laughs> I don't. I don't have an especially green thumb. I tried to grow some herbs and. They withered and died very quickly, so I I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I also feel like it's it's the not to say it's the journey, not the destination, but it's kind of like the act of gardening that I did. Did you find that at all soothing, or were you like hoping was the outcome the thing that you were seeking joy in? Um, I found it soothing at the beginning, and then once stuff started dying, it wasn't soothing <laughs> anymore. <laughs> It was more um, annoying, I guess. But it was a, it was a fun experience, something I've never done before. So I'm I'm happy I was able to try it. Let's let's talk about um, a daily self care practice that you have. Um, I, I forgot to ask that first, but I, I would we would love to know one thing that you do every day that is part of how you take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, I swim in the mornings. And when I come home from swimming, um, I usually take after I shower and stuff, I usually take an Epsom salt bath. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it was a really hard practice, if I'm feeling really exhausted, um, I'll sit there with a face mask on every morning. Oh, that sounds nice. (laughs) Oh, wait, hold on. So you take a shower, and then you get in an Epsom salt bath? Yes. Do you rinse off at do you rinse the Epsom salt off after? This is very specific, I realize, but I'm curious about this. I do not. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I had a friend who was like very into salt baths, but then she would always shower to get the salt off and that felt like way too much effort. I've never heard of that. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't start. You don't need to. Um is the is the Epsom salt bath like is it time for you to relax or is it also like a physical muscle relaxing thing or is it just kind of like what you what you need to just then start your the rest of your day um i'd say it's kind of both it it's a good physical training recovery tool i use um but it's also just nice to you know lay in a bath completely quiet um and essentially restart my day um which is really helpful for me I, I have some questions about swimmer self-care. I, I was a competitive swimmer as a child and through high school. I was not especially good, but I did. I enjoyed it. Um, but I always felt like my, my skin was so dry and my hair like never really didn't smell like chlorine. And I'm curious, like what shampoo and conditioner do you use? What moisturizer do you use? Are there yes. other things that you use to kind of like get the pool off of you? Is your Epsom salt bath part of that? Yes. Um, so I love beauty things, you know, natural beauty care, all that kind of stuff. But it kind of goes out the window being a swimmer um, just because your hair is always wet and yeah. you smell like chlorine. Um, I use a shampoo from Aveda, the sun care, and that helps strip the chlorine out of your hair. Mm. And then I use a Costco brand conditioner because I use a ton of conditioner in my hair. Um, and then I, I use CeraVe lotion and I, I go through tubs of that pretty regularly. I feel like you just said like three of my favorite words. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, you're speaking Kate's language. Oh, did you say Costco brand Kirkland hair? <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. And wait, is CeraVe, is it f- your face moisturizer or is that like a body slathering thing after post pool stuff? Um, well, it's, it's their moisturizing cream and my face can get so dry sometimes that I put it on my face too. Wow. Yeah. I mean, being in chlorine every day, that, that has to take some sort of like toll on the hair and the skin, right? I mean, uh, is it? Yeah, it does. It's super drying for your skin and it kind of burns off all your like arm hair. Um, and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, and my hair's a little bit thinner usually when I'm training full time than when, you know, during Christmas when I'll take a week or so off. Oh, that's interesting. You wrote into us, um, Sophia, and you were looking for um, sunscreen. Yes. Did you find, and you had, you had specifications because you're in Colorado, it's really dry, you're at high elevations so that you're closer to these UV rays, but you were also looking for something that is cruelty-free, non-toxic, no parabens, and also hydrating. Yes, did you I, did you find I anything? Have, I Dory recommended the bioessence and I bought that and I love that stuff. So I that's been my experiment and it's been a complete success for sure. Now have you also found the other thing you were looking for, which was a super hydrating face lotion? Um I just been using CeraVe. Okay. CeraVe. It always comes back to CeraVe, Dory. Kate, I, ha- I just want to say something about that Biosense um, sunscreen that I recommended to Sophia. So Biosense actually, they changed the formula of their mineral face sunscreen, and it's so much better. Oh. Like, it used to be good, but I felt like it was very thick and left... Like it's sometimes left a little like a hint of a white cast and their new formulation is thinner and goes on super smooth. So I'm a big fan. Okay. Maybe I'll try that. Interesting. All right. Okay. Highly recommend. Well, I, a super hydrating moisturizing face cream that is also cruelty free, no paraben sulfates, non, yeah, we, I, have to, I feel like I want to think more on that one. I mean, CeraVe yeah. is great, but I don't know if CeraVe is technically cruelty-free. Is it, Tori? Um, I, I believe they have parabens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my big thing was the sunscreen, just because, especially in the summer, I was out for most of the day, um, and I didn't like the white cast or that chemical, you know, the Dirty Dozen. Yeah, chemical. yeah on my face. So still in kind of a search for a face lotion cream, but love the sunscreen. Can you, can you talk about, I I was reading an article um, or an interview with you rather. And and you mentioned that you had been swimming in the local river near where you live. Oh yes. Which I thought was really interesting. Like this kind of the being in this being in this like a kind of intense natural environment every day. I would love to know just what that experience was like, why you decided to train that way. Um, if, if there was any sort of like emotional experience getting to just like be in a river all day, or if it's like strictly just like I'm getting a workout. Yeah. Um, I actually wouldn't say it was much of a workout. It was more, <laughs> um, I was kind of, you know, dawdling around my house during the pandemic looking for exercise and my boyfriend was like, why don't we try and swim in the river? Cause it was hot enough that um, I wouldn't get super cold and I had a full body wetsuit. And I looked at him and I thought he was the craziest person in the world um, because swimming in a pool is completely different from swimming open water, let alone a river. And so we so we went down there and there's dogs jumping in, there's boats going by. And so he sat on the rocks and kind of was my lifeguard and I got into the current and it would it would rip me down and then I'd swim back in an eddy um which is calm water essentially off of the rapid. Um so it was more just getting out of my comfort zone and doing something that all honestly scared me. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was really good. It was fun, um, invigorating. So, but I, I wasn't getting a workout. I wasn't okay. staying in long enough for it. Sounds you, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, please. I was just gonna say, it sounds, it sounds scary. Like, oh, scary is the wrong word, but just kind of like, ugh, it I don't know. scary. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> Makes me feel scared. <laughs> Um, you mentioned your boyfriend, and I, I wanted to ask, um, he is also on a Paralympics team for cycling. 
And I'm wondering, did you meet through the Paralympics? What's it like dating a fellow competitive athlete? Um, yeah. I'm just kind of curious about that. We met at the Olympic and Paralympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. Um, and it's, it's good dating a, another competitive athlete. I think I would need that or I do need that. Um, but everything in our family relationship is competitive. There's not a ton of compassion. It's always who's going to be the best and win. Can you give me like some examples of how that manifests in your personal life? Yeah, we, we go fishing and it's, and he's a fly fisherman. Um, and there was no nice teaching me. It was, you know, you're going to catch the biggest fish in this river. And if you lose it, it's going to be a sad drive home. Um, we try and play like board games and it's, it's always very competitive. Um, but it's really good. I think I definitely needed that too throughout the pandemic. Um, he really pushed me to find some sort of exercise to keep me mm. motivated and, you know, mentally healthy in that aspect. Yeah. What was it like dealing with, uh, uh, kind of emotionally dealing with the the news that the games were canceled this summer? They've been postponed to, to 2021. I mean, I, I imagine like you're training and working so intensely for this thing, and then to to kind of have it all change so quickly. I imagine it being like just like throwing me into kind of a tailspin. I'm, I'm curious how you you felt about it and how you've handled it. Yeah, um, it was it was a really hard seventy two hours because um, mm-hmm. the the news was leaked before it became official. Oh, um, yeah. So I was, you know, getting on social media and I was seeing all these trustworthy, you know, news companies, you know, saying the games have been they it wasn't even postponed at that point, but there was going to be no games this summer, and that was you know, really hard to stomach and, you know, nobody could give us answers. Um, And then a day or so later, it came out that it was postponed. Um, And it was a sigh of relief. Um, At that point, I wasn't really training. My pool shut down and it was just nice to be able to take a complete step back and, you know, not relax, but not be stressed out about having to figure out how to train because trials is a month away and I wasn't swimming the way I needed to be swimming. Um, but it was definitely a hard 72 hours to stomach. Um, cause I was going to retire this year after the game. Oh, so wow. it was kind of like, Oh, am I going to go another year or am I just going to call it? Um, but I've decided to go another year for sure. What do you think is next for you after swimming? Yes. Um, I'm, in that process of figuring it out. Um, It's kind of interesting being a professional athlete. It's like this hyper focus of all that matters is the games next year. Yeah. And everything else is secondary. So um, I'm kind of just trying to focus on the games. And then once that's over, um, take some time and figure out what I want to do. But I have a degree in business communication. So We'll see. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, but also, I I hear you in that you it, you can't really think about that right now. You have you have other things to think about. Um, you were the first person in your entire town to go through the school system with a disability, um, and I guess we should qualify that by saying you did grow up in a very small town, um, but. Still. Uh, so what was that like and how did it shape the trajectory of your life and career? Yeah, I grew up in a town of 500 people um, and it was it was really interesting. Um, every year I had to go into the school before school started and I think they're called 504 plans. So, you know, I walk through the school with the principal and stuff and make sure I can reach everything and everything's accessible. Mm. Um, cause I stand fully grown at four feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't treated any differently, um, growing up, especially in my family. Um, I was pushed pretty hard academically and through sports as well. 
Um, I was bullied through high school. Um, so that really shot me into graduating a year early from high school and moving to the Olympic and Paralympic Training Center um, just to get my career, my swimming career started. Were you, did you swim on the high school team in high school? Uh, my school didn't have a swim team. So I swam for another high school about an hour or so away. Gotcha. Wow. And what, how do you, like, how do you, <laughs> this is such a dumb person who doesn't understand professional sports questions. How do you make the leap from swimming and like competitive swimming in high school to knowing or being good enough to qualify or to train at the Paralympics and Olympics training center? Yeah. Um, I was in contact with that coach um, throughout my whole high school career. And he said, if I was able to graduate high school year early, he'd save me a bed. So I was kind of an oddball where I wasn't showing at that time potential to be really great. Um, but he saw that if he gave me a good situation, I could show potential. Um, but a normal situation is you you post some good swimming times where colleges and or the Olympic Training Center will you know, see your potential, your age, your training, and help you get to the next steps, for sure. That is so, that is very cool. Do you hold that over your very athletic family's head that you are <laughs> the <laughs> professional athlete? Uh, yes. Um, my dad ran the Boston Marathon, so I, there's some big um, competitive athletic people in my family. But yes. It's been, it's been a fun, it was a fun childhood, um, the way I grew up with that. What is your relationship like with your parents now that you like, that you were raised in this super athletic competitive family and then kind of came out at, at the top tier of what that can be? What, how did they support you? And, and what is your relationship like now as an adult with them? Um, it's really good. I think they, or they should be very proud. Um, of what they've done, um, of how they pushed me to that level. Um, I'm really close with my parents. I actually live like probably a five minute drive from them. So it's been, it's, I was really grateful for the way they raised me in that aspect. So you mentioned bullying in high school and I know you volunteer with this, with classroom champions that from what I've read seems to really focus on, um, social health amongst kids. And I, I would love to know your thoughts, especially for the adults listening who may have children experiencing, you know, or, or may know children that might not be their, their children that they parent, but who are experiencing bullying as a person who's gone through that themselves. What have you kind of taken away for how to change our perspective and how to support kids going through something like that? Yeah. Um, so I was bullied kind of in a, a weird way, I guess you'll call it, um, isolation. So mm. I'd go to school and, you know, no one would talk to me. Um, mm. And I'd come home and I'd be really upset. And my mom would be like, you know, so if you high school is just four years, you know, you just got to get through this. Um, and so she really tried to highlight what the light of the tunnel was. Um, you know, this is just a small part in the bigger picture. And it's going to really suck to go to school for eight hours and not get talked to. But you're going to come home to a loving family. You know, you get to do what you love out of school on the weekends. And once you're done with school, you know, you're going to go find people that love you for who you are and love you for what you want to do and do the same things. And it's going to get a lot better. Um, people said that in middle school about high school, and that was kind of wrong, I thought high school was the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so just, I guess I'd recommend really focusing that light that it's just a small part in our lives. And once high school's over, you know, you get to go to college or get a job or do whatever you want and be surrounded with the people that you want to be surrounded with. Yeah, it's so hard when you're in it, though, to 
to be able to see that light. So that's a really good reminder. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you are four feet tall. You're fully grown at four feet tall. And I'm wondering, where do you shop for clothes? Oh, that's such a good question. I love clothes shopping. Um, I do a ton of my shopping at Lululemon. Um, two main reasons is they do free alterations. Oh. And um, I'm an athlete, so I pretty much live in sweatpants. Mm-hmm. So I love them quite a bit. Oh, that's al- really cool. Yeah, free alterations is, I didn't realize that they did that. Yeah. Also, I, you know, like, I don't think about altering athleisure, but of course, why shouldn't you be able to alter athleisure? So that's, that's like a, it's a really good point. Yeah, they, it's, it's nice to have, you know, long sleeves and leggings that I don't have to roll the sleeves and stuff. Yeah. So you are physically incredibly active. I feel like the pressure of your career is really intense. How do you, like, what do you do to, I mean, I know you mentioned gardening and I know you mentioned your dog. Are those the things you look to to relax? And with such a competitive relationship, how do you and your partner relax together? Or maybe competition is relaxing. Good question. That's a good question. I think another good thing about our relationship is he completely understands like what I'm going through. Um, You know, my sport is my profession. So the way I compete and perform on a given day is you know, our paycheck, essentially. Mm, yeah. So there's a lot of pressure and, you know, having an A game every single time I perform, which, you know, obviously sometimes doesn't happen. Um, but he is really compassionate in that aspect is he knows, you know, the mental struggles and obviously physical struggles that I go through in that. And he can really comfort me in that level when I perform and it doesn't go the way. I was expecting or needing it to. Um, And then, yeah, I guess we recently got, we adopted a dog um, this summer and he was, we were supposed to adopt him after the games. But once the games got postponed, that was my big Mm. push was I was kind of lonely throughout the day when I'm recovering. And so he, the dog brings a lot of joy Um, and it's a nice way to, not focus on swimming and what I need to do and all that kind of stuff. Having a partner that gets you, I feel like is, is dare I say self-care. Yeah. And will you both, will you both be going to the Paralympics next year? So he actually recently retired from professional cycling. He is doing it more on a club level so he won't go to the Paralympics next year um it was kind of we were at a point in our lives where um we needed to move away from the Olympic training center Mm. um and with that happening it was going to be one of us competing still um and I'm in a a pretty good shot for a medal right now Mm. um knock on wood (laughs) um so it was it was my I'm going to keep swimming and he got a job and is supporting us and bikes on a, or he was supposed to bike on a regional team this year. Well, we will look, I know it's a year away, but we will be tuning in and rooting for you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, it is so, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's so cool and very excited for you to win all the medals. No pressure, Sophia. Please win one for us. Thank you. <laughs> can you um, tell our listeners where they can find you on social media? And also, I noticed that you do something really cool with Airbnb. If people are interested, they might want to check that out as well. I do. Um, so Airbnb partnered with Team USA and Experiences. Um, and I do a workout class for 45 minutes um, on their online experiences. Um, so you can work out with me from your living room. And then on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Sophia Herzog. Um, and then Facebook, just Sophia Herzog. 
Well, thank you so much, Sophia. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. It was pleasure's all mine. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. All right. Well, Dory, I, I think we both really loved getting to talk to Sophia. It was really fun. It was really fun getting to connect with someone who's a listener. Totally. Totally. Who's also so cool. So freaking accomplished. Yes. And so she's amazing. Like, and so young. We, we, we both were like, oh, she's really young. <laughs> well, and it, isn't it so interesting, like going through, uh, listening to her talk about retiring and that thought process to have to yes. consider ending such, ending a career that has also been like your life's work at such a young age is such a fascinating totally. thing to think about and, and must have it's just come with its own emotional challenges. Like, I, yes, I can't imagine. I totally agree. Yeah, to think about like retiring oh, at that age. Yeah. yeah. And then essentially starting your second, whatever ne next step is. Totally. Well, I'm excited to root for her next summer. Oh, me too. It's going to be very cool. So, oh, all right. Let's, let's, let's get into this intention zone because you had intended to make another holla. I did. And then my Friday just got very hectic and I did not make a challah. <sighs> so perhaps I will make one this Friday. I was going to say, are you still thinking about incorporating it into like your kind of weekly routine or as I am. you? Okay, you are. Okay. I am. 
yeah, it, this is, it was just that this past Friday turned out to be very hectic for a number of reasons. And I just, the, the times that I need, would need to be home to like tend to it, it just didn't end up yeah. working out. Yeah. Um, and so I did not do it. Alas. Um, but this week, so I also just briefly, I, thought that I was going to be working on my book this week, but I'm actually not going to be working on revisions until next week. And so I have this week where I have like podcast stuff to do, but I don't have book stuff to do. And so after services this morning, I went on a sort of like decluttering spree and it was very successful. And this week I want to declutter the rest of the house and the outdoor space, which is sort of looking like a junkyard. So that's my wow. intention. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. I know. That's a lot to get done. It's a lot. But I was I was encouraged by what I did today. It was very satisfying. So Good work, Dory. Hey, thanks. Thank what a start Kate. to the new year. Oh, so true. I don't know. Just refreshing, um, per- getting rid of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I sold some stuff on Poshmark. You're always, always be selling. You are always selling. I'm so impressed by that. You got to be ruthless. I know. I feel like I just pile stuff up in a corner and then I just, I'm like, well, I guess I'll keep it. (laughs) It's been sitting here for six months. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. And then of course, you know, the bigger existential question is like, why did I have so much shit in the first place? Uh So like, how do I kind of dial that back and say, maybe this time next year, I won't have anything to sell because I won't have acquired so much crap. Yep. What void am I filling with all this stuff? Exactly. Yep. So maybe that is my my Jewish New Year intention. Anyway, did you schedule your mammogram? I'm like halfway through scheduling my mammogram. I had to kind of go back and forth with the radiology people because they didn't have the correct referral thing. Oh, okay. I'm on my way to scheduling my mammogram. I have to call back again tomorrow because the the thing hadn't gone through today. But I'm doing it. And I scheduled an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon-y person to look at my tailbone because since falling on my tailbone, Mm. I've had all sorts of fun issues going on. So I did make that appointment as well. So I did try to doctor it up a bit today. And how did that go? Good. I mean, I, I don't know why it feels so like stressful to make a phone call and schedule something, but for some reason it's like so easy to put it off, but I'm, I'm glad about it. I'm really trying, you know, like I I do feel like this year I've really started to reflect on like my health and taking care of my body in a way that's not about like appearance, but about like longevity, which I know is futile. You know, like I experienced like my mom getting a random cancer and dying when she was in great health. So like, I know it's all a a sham in many ways, but like, mm-hmm. I want to make sure I feel good and that like I'm getting stuff checked out. And certainly, like, I know I'm kind of talking in circles. Obviously, getting a mammogram is important. I'm just saying, I don't believe we can like live forever and that like exercising will solve that. But um, it is nice. There are certain things that I'm trying to do just to kind of like, you know, like keep my cholesterol down. Yeah. I'm eating more fiber. I mean, I'm eating a Metamucil cracker right now, Dory. Like, this is true. I'm really entering the 40s, I feel like. <laughs> but do you know what I mean about, like, wanting yes. your, just wanting to kind of care for yourself so that, like, you feel good and you can hopefully – you're in the best chances of sticking around. Totally. You know? That's yes. all. That's all I want. Um and then this, so so I'll give another mammogram update next week, but I hope to have it scheduled tomorrow. And then this week, I want to find a way to reflect on, but also um, like jot down or just make it permanent, reflect on the gratitude that I'm having during all this tumultuousness. You know, I was like, my kids do this thing where they now shout that they're getting on their Zooms. 
Mm. Like, so they'll just be, they're each in their own bedroom and I'll just hear like, I'm getting on. So I, I had this moment where I was listening to them shout at me and I was like, you know, one day they won't be here doing school again. Like I won't have this weird time. And as, as crazy and hard and stressful as it is, like maybe one day I'm going to look back and miss these moments. Mm. You know, even though they're marked with such like grief and sorrow and so much sadness around mm -hmm. us in the larger world. So I, I'm trying to kind of just take note of the moments that I appreciate during this time. And like when else do I get to go in and stare at my kid while they're in school? Yeah. I had a kind of similar moment with Henry the other day where he was just when he was like toddling around the driveway. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like I'm not going to get to be home with him again. Yeah. Ever, probably. And like, kind of sad. Yeah. It's, so it's, I hear you. It's weird that 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 sadness i don't know what it is it's it's a, its own special kind of sadness the marking totally. the passing of time like that ah, well sorry to end on a sad note more like a happy sad no yeah it's a happy sad nostalgic weepy i don't know <laughs> i'll stop anyway mm. i'm grateful one thing i'm very grateful for is getting to talk to you during the week because truly this was the pick me up i needed same. So I appreciate you. I appreciate the people listen to this because I feel like I say this every week, but woof, do I need to do this podcast right now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <sighs> well, Dory, so many good moans that just came out of you right there. Just a whole oh, series. Thank you. The, That's how I feel. Mm, well, here it is. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and me, Kate Spencer, and produced and edited by the one and only Sammy Junio. And Sam Reed is our project manager and our network partner is Acast. And we thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.